the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. My name is Brian Fromm, and I am thrilled to be joined uh, by an old friend of the show, somebody who used to come on back in the COVID days to help Ian and I try to understand what was going on. She's a pediatric ER doctor, host of Moody Radio Show, Today's Christian Single. And what we're going to talk to her about today is her new book, Don't Tell Anyone You're Reading This, A Christian Doctor's Thoughts on Sex, Shame, and Other Troublesome Issues. Her name is Lena Abujamra. Lena, uh, Lena, how are you doing today? Great. Enjoying a beautiful fall day in Chicago. Isn't it? Isn't it? It feels almost summery today, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you on. All right. So as if you don't have enough going on, we got a new book that you have put out. And uh, tell us, why did you write this book? And I'm very interested to know about the title. Why did you title it uh, the way you did? Yeah, right. Every People have strong reactions about the title, which is a good thing. You know, I, I, I never in my life thought I would write a book about sex, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm single and I just, it's like one of those things, like, you know, we're Christians, we don't talk about this stuff. And then over the past few years, I've observed uh, this movement of implosions among Christian leaders. It, it it's been around before, but it seems right. worse. And as a physician, you know, also sort of monitoring, is, especially I, I do acute care, ER, now uh, I do telehealth. So I talk to a lot of people on the front line of seeing doctors that it, it, people are messed up. We're messed up and the church is messed up. And a lot of it is goes back to how we see ourselves and so and, and how we where we turn to to find comfort in our pain. And mm. I've observed in the church that that has been uh, to sexual sin. And uh, back in the fall, in the, in the winter of, of 20, a year ago, I basically uh, heard about a story of a worship leader who imploded his personal life, but it was very unexpected. And for me, it was very unexpected because I knew this person and I thought he had dealt with mm. some things. 20 years ago, and now was happily married and just didn't see that coming, was worshiping in the church, writing songs that moved me deeply. And and it wasn't like a one-off, whoops, you know, like a lot of times gotcha. can happen. There was a pattern of sin over time that led to the point where he was about to leave his family. And, uh, and it really, I felt very animated about it. And my agent had said, you know, why don't you write a book about this? And I had two thoughts. The first, what, the first was, oh no, I would never write that. <laughs> I feared being found out, mm. right? And secondly, yeah. I had this utter peace and sense of destiny and calling because as a woman who is a ministry leader, I have a freedom that comes from being a physician. I support myself and I have yes. a very lo- uh, great and uh, a career that I love and is very respectable. And, and I think the Lord has protected me even in my sexual struggle from things that might disqualify me, I think from ministry. And so I did feel a sense of this is it, Lena, this is what you need to do. Mm. And I, the way that the book came together really has confirmed that and how it has touched people has even continued to confirm it. The title was, was a, was a dance. I, 
felt in my heart that if I write a book about this, and incidentally, I've written about singleness a lot. I've, of course, did today's single Christian on Moody, but I've written a book about singleness. So I've tackled some of the sexual, sexual struggle that singles face. But this is, this book, I think, and over the years of my ministry, I've, I've gone from, you know, I think you have to go from behavioral modification to heart issues. And I think a lot of the issue behind sexual struggle is the heart. What We don't feel loved. We don't feel we belong. We don't feel satisfied with our life. We're bored with our life. Whatever it is that drives you to, to that. And in a culture that we're living in right now, it has become extremely easy to fall into the trap of sin. And so yeah. I felt like the conversation needed to move from being... Uh, you know, sort of very Christian, Puritan, like many books are written with, you know, sexual ethics, do's and don'ts, which I believe every follower of Jesus sort of knows. Like very few Christians don't understand what the Bible says about sex and where it should right. be in the context of marriage and purity and lust and all of this stuff, but we don't do it. And I felt it had to be a little edgier, sort of like the ER conversations that I have. <laughs> so initially, I wanted a, a title that was a bit more shocking and maybe it was too shocking. So we were running it by some people. And I think it was felt like if this book is for Christians, yeah. you might want to tone it down. And and even my my subtitle I felt was descriptive. It's really a sexual memoir of a fifty year old virgin. It's my story. I mean, I you know, mm. but that's the ruffles of fetters. So I was frustrated with the reaction because I felt like. How could you not want an edgy title when the problem is so profound in the church? Right. And so, after, you know, after thinking about it for a few days and sort of, you know, having this frustration, I felt like, why doesn't anyone want to talk about it? And I, <laughs> that was the title. Don't tell anyone you're, you're reading this because no one wants to admit yes. what a huge cancer in the church. Oh, what an important book. And sounds different from all the purity books that we've got out there and all the sexual struggle books. Uh, give us into the world of an author. This sounds like a very vulnerable book, like a book you might have family members reading and people sitting next to you in the pew. What was it like to kind of put yourself out there? Uh, what was that? Was that a struggle? Was that liberating? What has that been like? Both, Brian. It was, it was, it was scary, honestly. That was, I, I was petrified for people that I cared about to read it. And, uh, and honestly, because, and I think that's, again, you go back to the title. That's why so many Christians don't admit the That's real right. stuff, even in small groups where you're supposed to admit, you know, you've got the, the men who always do that, you know, admit their sins in the, you know, in the, right. in the, in the closed rooms and they come back every week and say this, you know, and all the, but generally <laughs> it's considered sort of something that you don't really talk about in public. And so I was nervous, but I also, it was liberating, but honestly, I had dealt with the stuff uh, with my therapist. I see a therapist, which has mm. been a gift for me as a single woman in the church in 2023 with the deconstruction of the church. Yeah. I wrote a book on deconstruction. But it, I think the church is deconstructing in the way that we do things. And I think small mm. groups, church groups have COVID affected it. You know, a lot of dynamics have affected how church is done. I have needed the safety of a counselor where I meet with regularly and talk about things that I have not felt freedom and safety to, to talk about in the, in the past. In fact, I talk about that in the book. Why? Mm. One of the reasons why sin grows and continues over time. And so I had dealt with that. So there was already a freedom that I experienced that I could write about um, my experience with that freedom, but it also provided me more freedom. And what I found... I think this is important. As I've told my story, the shame part, I think, because I've been liberated from it by writing it, people have been extremely supportive. I've not felt, I, I have a lot of self-condemnation in my life, generally, mm. not even just to this topic, but I felt people have been very grateful to have a resource that helps them see, A, we're not alone in our struggle, yeah. and B, God loves us in our struggle mm. and wants us to get out of that struggle. Oh, and I think so good. 
put hope in that book for that reason. Yeah. So I, I wish we had more time. The last two or three minutes we have with you, sexual sin causes so much shame in our lives, whether it's from 20 years ago or 20 days ago. It is it, we've as a pastor, I've sat with many people just heaped with shame and guilt from over the years. Give a word to the person out there who struggles with the just the deep, like you said, self-condemnation, the shame. Speak maybe a word of freedom and hope to that person. Uh, my editor, her favorite line is is probably the summary of the book, which is God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He only wants us to be his. He mm. wants us to be his. And I and I and we are his in Christ. And I think, uh, again, I, I would encourage that person who has that thought to get that book, like spend the money. Yeah. It's worth it because I'm telling you guys, like. I've walked that road. I get it. And, and we are liberated in Christ and our guilt has been paid for. And mm-hmm. you will never succeed in overcoming shame until you see yourself as completely loved by God, completely accepted mm. by God, not cast out of the fold of Christians because you continue to fall in patterns of sin. And it is a continuous daily struggle. There is not a one pill fill fix all. I wish it was That's that right. easy. But there is a Christ who meets us moment by moment, day by day, who offers us everything we need, both now and forevermore. Oh, such good news. Lena Abujamra, the author of a new book called Don't Tell Anyone You're Reading This, A Christian Doctor's Thoughts on Sex, Shame, and Other Troublesome Issues. Lena, before we let you go, uh, where can people not just order the book, but connect with you, maybe social media or website or wherever, where can people find you? We've simplified a page that gives you all the info you need about this book, book club resources. It's at drlinabook.com, Dr. D-R-L-I-N-A book.com. Yeah, so you go, go to Dr. Amazon and everything else, but go to drlinabook.com. Go to drlinabook.com. Pick up this new book. Lena, it's great to catch up with you again. Congrats on the book. Uh, let's not let's not wait so long till we have you on next time. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. We'll be back again tomorrow from 4 until 6 p.m. For Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. You've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.